For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Welcome everyone. Today we have Sarah Cole, one third creator of the Stoner Cats NFT project on the show. She is a writer, editor. She's previously worked at Sony Pictures, Netflix, Warner Bros, all that good stuff. So Sarah, welcome. Uh, Tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got into Web3 and what you're working on, this big project. (laughs) Hi Carly, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's really tough to, to try to, to, to sum up your life's saga in a few words, but I'll try. Um, you can take a few minutes. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, cool. Start the clock now. Um, so, yeah, in, in the beginning, I started off, like, super, super far back. I was um, into computer programming. I thought I was going to be that kind of nerd. Turns out I'm terrible at coding. Uh, so I was always making, you know, editing on the side, just fun videos and that for me, when I made a mistake, I go, oh, okay, so I can visually see where I messed up and then correct the mistake. Whereas coding is like, where's the comma? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this made a lot more sense to me. So my path kind of uh, veered around and I went through commercials and previs and, and eventually landed up in animated films, which is the perfect uh, fusion of creativity and nerdiness. And so I, I made my way around through several studios, several projects, some of which came out, some of which got shelved, which is sort of the nature of, of Hollywood. It just, it just happens. And uh, eventually I found my way to Sony and I worked on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, which was a surprise success for us. Um, on the show, we were just like, is this going to land? And then we're like, oh, I guess, I guess so. And, um, and so then I kind of bounced around and went to Netflix and then came back to Sony again and worked on the sequel, which I ended up quitting to work on my show, Stoner Cats. And the Stoner Cats origin story started actually 10 to 12 years ago, was a joke between myself and my two co-creators, Ash Brandon and Chris Cartagena. And as, you know, kids films tend to be in the Disney films, you know, you find all the Easter eggs, you kind of lose your mind as an adult working on kids films. So this was our little outlet as a joke of what would happen if cats got on catnip and and became sentient. And it was a running joke that over the course of 10 years, every time we got together for coffee, dinner, whatever, we would add a new element to stoner cats. And then it wasn't until the literal last week that I was working on the first Spider-Verse that I ran into Ash on the street after not seeing him in years, which are one of the odds in LA. And we got together and we talked about Cats as we do. And he was getting into producing his own content. And he's like, should we, should we do it? And we're like, it's high time. Sure. So we, we got Chris back in and we really uh, challenged the story. And then we took it around and we were trying to get it at studios and we just couldn't get a bite. And then we got uh, Ash's manager, uh, Ava, who managed to get us in touch with Orchard Farm Productions, which is Lisa Sturbakoff, Mila Kunis, and Cami Curtis, and just incredible, brilliant powerhouse women who just got our weird brand of humor. And so <laughs> I think they, a lot of people do. <laughs> I think I'm now finding that maybe I'm not as weird as I thought I am. Who knows? Um, no. 
but they supported us and they pushed us around. And even with their backing, we could not get a yes in Hollywood. And what it came down to was it was a, a new concept, which was tough to take a risk on a new idea. Um, they already had talking cats or talking animal properties. And the weed element was a big, scary thing for studios to sort of bank on. Um, so it wasn't until April 2021 where we decided, uh, Mila decided, you know, let's just try this as an NFT. And so then we just deep dived in and tried to figure out what that looks like, how do we integrate into the space, and how do we generate the art. And then between Ash, Chris, and myself, we just created the entire pilot episode by ourselves um, on spec while still working nights and weekends on our jobs. And so Ash hand drew and animated every frame, and we cut together, and, and we got our composer on board, uh, Rolf Kent, who did the theme to Dexter is his biggest notary, not notable thing, but he's done so much incredible stuff. And we got all these really incredibly talented people on who wanted to do it for the right reasons. Um, and despite not understanding NFTs either, they're just like, sure, why not? We love the show. So we kind of just went into there and we we dropped the the NFT back in July of 2021, along with the the episode. And ever since, people have been super, super into it, which has been really, really rewarding for that leap of faith we all had to take. I love it so much. And before we dive into for the listeners a little bit about like how NFTs tie to a TV show, about stoner cats. I want to, you mentioned, I'm glad you did that it started 10 years ago because I know you guys call that the dark ages <laughs> and it was like pre-streaming and like pre like adults being able to explore their imagination, which I feel like NFTs just like open up a whole new world for that. Can you talk a little bit also about, you know, weed and, and the culture? I'm not stone, but it would probably make this podcast a lot more <laughs> entertaining if I was. That's, but like, a, that's a later all... podcast, Carly. That's later. Exactly. We can do that for <laughs> season two. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of like the Easter eggs or different like weed jokes that I could slip in here too, but I feel like I would, you know, need to take a toke before I could figure that out. <laughs> um, but anyways, all of those things, like the pre-days, um, can you talk about kind of just like what it's like now and especially in Web3 and how does that differ and the, you know, acceptance once you guys were able to get things off the ground and and see such success and that like dark to now light. Dark dark to light. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, and initially when we came up with Sonarcast, like you said, it's pre-streaming. It was pre-Netflix streaming. Uh, we talked about it maybe as a web series on on YouTube, but even that was like the beginning of YouTube, like talking about dating myself. But um, <laughs> that was that was just there wasn't a place for it. There certainly wasn't an adult animation world, really. I mean, South Park was as close as, as you could get, uh, but there just really wasn't that type of um, drive for content to feed that audience. Uh, so we just kind of back pocketed as a joke for that reason. But in Web3, and now also since, you know, Web2 Hollywood has evolved to have so much adult animation, there is a demographic for it. Um, but even so, the weed element to it was like, well, that's too far. Like, we'll be adult to a point. Um, and then once we found our, our home in, in Web3 in the NFT space and we found our little community, and I think the, the coolest part about that is 
in Web3, you can take that risk and see, oh, what do people want and feel it out and find it. Whereas in Web2 Hollywood, there's that fear of we just spent a whole bunch of money and nobody wants this content. Um, this feels like a sample group. In film, we have something called a pre audience preview screenings where we go and we sample an audience and show a working cut of the film, which is not finished, not always in full color, and get their feedback on what lands and what works and what doesn't. Then we go back and we sort of, um, you know, restructure or start from scratch in some cases. So it's um, it's it's a special case where you get to find your audience now and see what works and how much drive you get to it. Now, if, if no one had responded at all, we would have gone, okay, this is not a show that anybody wants in any capacity. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Um, but I have this hope that it's a bit backwards compatible, where instead of the studios having to take this risk of like, oh, we don't know weed content, us making the show, finding an audience, finding this support and this this need for this type of content can then go back to the Web2 space as a proven concept to say, look, people want this, people responded well to this, wouldn't it just make sense to put this onto your platform? And I'm hoping that's that works for all forms of artistry where people can create in the NFT space authentically with, with their own autonomy, without the middleman, and then use that as a platform to go back into traditional space because that's just not going away. It's just, it'll be a hybrid of the two. And I think hitting both marks is, is a really special dynamic. Absolutely. I like that you mentioned the, the risk one with the show of, of pitching that and trying to land it. But I'm curious, at what point did you take that leap of faith from like the safety security of your, you know, jobs at Sony, um, and working on Spider-Man to just being like, nope, all in on stoner cats. What, what did that look like? Yeah. So that was in, um, I, I worked through July, 2021. So about like less than a month before we released the actual episode, I was still working and doing stoner cat stuff nights and weekends to achieve that. Um, but it was, it was really tough of being like, I'm going to go do this NFT thing. And people will be like, what you're doing? What? including yep. my dad, who was like, uh, you sure about that steady paycheck? And I was like, I just, I just have a feeling. It just, I can see the writing on the wall. I'm an early adopter of crypto. Um, and the NFT part of it was new, but it was fascinating. And, and like I said before, it takes the nerd brain in me. And I was like, I, all the markings are there. Our producers are on board and they're very well versed in, in smart decisions. And I trusted them also to know that they're never going to lead us astray. And worst case scenario, it didn't work out and we all go back to our day jobs and we get other jobs in, in the industry. And we're not really any different than we were before where no one would say yes to, to our show. So it was a, it was a fun science experiment that worked out to our favor. I love it. And I'm so glad that it did because I was able to see a screening and it was, uh, oh my God, one of the best shows. I, it was hilarious <laughs> and so engaging. I love the Easter eggs in there. I want to dive into a little bit for, for the listeners, what it means like to purchase a Stoner Cats NFT. And then like, what does that unlock or like unveil for them? <laughs> Yeah, so we have our our ten thousand four hundred and twenty specifically, 
uh, cats that that are are Genesis tokens, and that's speaking of weed puns. Tokens is capital T O K E lowercase n because we had to. Um, so our tokens, uh, once you purchase one of those, you have access to uh, watch all of the the season of Sonarcast, the first season, which is six episodes. We just wrapped on three. It releases on 4:20 at 4:20. Again, we're very consistent. Um, <laughs> and then uh, additionally, we have all kinds of uh, events and things. We just had a creator call. We launched our community on um, our DAO, Metawood Studios DAO, on creating and designing the end credits for episode three. So they've been working on that in the background, and we had a, a creator call, which we do every two weeks, and we connected with them and gave them some feedback on some general art design stuff, but it was so cool to see members of our community create stuff, and simultaneously the community aspect of has, has been incredible. Um, like I said, the audience preview screening, we have a live preview that we have a live preview screening 24 seven in our discord. People are watching their freeze framing every part of the show. They're coming up with theories. We call them our detectives. Um, I joke that we made cat anon. We've, we've accidentally created cat anon in our <laughs> discord. Um, but they're so great. And, and they've, pushed us to take the show in a direction that we wouldn't have taken it otherwise. It's going in a really cool, unique direction uh, that is entirely influenced by them. And that's a really, really cool thing as well as, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something you wouldn't get in, in web to like, we'll have the audience preview screening and then that's it. And then we're shielded, but we are constantly um, communicating and discussing with our community different ways and uh, and doing other masterclass stuff where a composer will come in. So there's a lot of different events and things and, and chances where maybe people who have a day job who aren't necessarily artists, but they feel like they can contribute into this space. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that so much because for people to just think about like any show that you've watched like till now, um, you you haven't had any say over the plot or the credits or what it looks like yes. or whose voice is saying what. And this is that chance to like, if you get on board with something that you love, a show that you're obsessed with, because who hasn't binged something that they're just like, oh my God, I need to know like what happens next or I, I wanted this ending or whatever. Now they can be part of that creation, Absolutely. which is so cool. Yeah. And the better part, too, is not only do you get to be innately obsessed with the show, but you also get to make sure that it exists. Like, how much does it suck when you get so invested in a show and then you go to Google, you're like, season two, when is it coming out? And they're like, canceled. And you're like, no. So this feels like saving your favorite content and then getting to be interactive with it in a really constructive way. We have voice contests where owners can audition to be voices on the show. Um, they helped us design characters. We had a couple designs for a new character we're introducing and the community voted on which one they liked. Um, we're doing merch and they're voting on designs for merch. So it's a really good balance where we feel like we can steer the ship, but they can contribute in ways that are, are tangible and helpful and, and shape the show. Um, and together it's creating something really beautiful. 
Yeah, that is so cool and so fun. Uh, I love to ask this question since like diving into this project, this world, is there either like a big picture thing or like something small about yourself that you've learned and that you want to share or for people to take away? Yeah, a really big part of this process is, you know, the log line of Stoner Cat seems like silly and dumb stoner comedy. Um, but fundamentally, it's about Ms. Stoner. Her, it's about Ms. Stoner and her five uh, adopted cats. And she has Alzheimer's and it's progressing. And it's this now newfound autonomy that the cats have and in their independence. And do they become selfish and service their own needs or do they save their owner and keep the family together? So it's a really heartfelt story. And personally, um, Ms. Stoner's Alzheimer's is based off of my mom's Alzheimer's. So it's a struggle. It's cathartic, but it's also really difficult. But the one thing I've found in this is that this community, in the same way that they're so supportive of the show, they're so supportive of us as creators and as people. I'm finding there's so many more people who also are are struggling with Alzheimer's um, directly or indirectly. That's really incredible to me. And my ability to either educate through the show raise awareness through the show and connect with people directly who are also struggling, who feel like, oh, this is a way that I can laugh, but I can also kind of have this heartfelt connection to a show that maybe you wouldn't get otherwise in a studio that would be like, that's too too much. Don't be such a downer. Um, so it's, it's a really great chance to pursue something that we wouldn't necessarily get to pursue. And additionally, a portion of the sales from our initial drop and subsequently go towards aging uh, memory uh, uh, foundations, which the community voted on to go to Alzheimer's Association. So a portion of our funds go to, I know I'm like, don't cry. Um, (laughs) You can save space. Oh my gosh. I, I wanted to say of like sending the biggest hugs to you and your mom, because I haven't had personal experience with that. And I feel like you don't, you can't really know unless you've gone through it. So the fact that you've been able to create this community of supporters in itself for people who can relate or like me and they can't relate, but you know, at some point they'll meet someone or someone in their family will be affected or something. It's really cool. And that message to look beyond and you know, that there's like deeper meaning to things. So don't just judge something or someone at face value because people might right. be like eh, stoner cats whatever yeah, but stoner like cats, whatever. listen to the depth that's here it's yeah it's such a special special project and meaning behind that yeah thanks I appreciate I appreciate the air hug that's that's nice yeah always <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well is there anything else that you want to add anything that you're like most excited for coming down the road that you want people to get super hype about or to check out? Yeah, I mean, that's so many things. So many things I'm excited for people to check out um, in the space. Uh, One of which is that uh, the the NFT space and the Web3 space is traditionally more male dominated, which is tough. And I had always thought that that's based on STEM and it's more of a, a tech field that, that women don't traditionally go into or aren't encouraged to go into. And what it really turns out that it, it's about a gender pay gap. Uh, it's gender mm-hmm. inequality. So there's a, a direct metrics in our, I believe our Instagram where we have more followers that are women, 
but the age group is higher. So what it means is that women are needing more uh, time to acquire that financial equity to quote unquote play in the NFT space and be within it, um, which is fascinating to me on a, on a scientific level, but depressing as hell on a realistic one. And um, what I really love about the NFT space and the Web3 space is it's breaking down barriers of, of gated access to art, to creation. Um, there's so many incredible women-led projects um, and ways to lift up marginalized communities, um, you know, persons of color, LGBTQ. Everyone is kind of getting more of an equal playing field, which is incredible. As much as Web2 and traditional Hollywood is trying to shift that space, there's so many institutional ways that are just set that prevent marginalized communities from, from being lifted up. And I think in Web3, you're going to see a big shift in, in women coming up and marginalized communities coming up uh, in a way that they weren't allowed to before. And our project specifically, Sonarcats has led, you know, myself, I have two male uh co-creators, but it's myself. The entire production team is all women. Um, and that creative experience has been really different than in the past where I've found it to be um, not as conducive for creativity personally, where it feels a little bit squashed. And I think women are much more receptive to be like, whatever, try it. Like we may not have ever tried the NFT concept were it not for Mila going, you know what, let's try this thing. Um, so it's a really fostering environment for creativity that I've not lived in before. Um, and additionally, we have um, Maria Bajwa, who is just an NFT goddess, uh, and, and Morgan Beller, who is uh, the creator, one of the creators of Libra, uh, Facebook's cryptocurrency. And they're all advisors on our team. And we have a lot of incredible women throughout our team and, and Sixth Wall, which is the digital arm of Orchard Farm, which includes uh, Lindsay McNearney who has a great NFT uh, Web3 history. So there's all these such badass women who are just like all converging onto the Web3 space. And I'm like, yes, yes, here we are. We've arrived. Like, like get in, loser. We're going into Web3. Like, it's just <laughs> like the mean girls moment. Like, it's just such a cool um cool my tagline is literally getting crypto kids we're going to the moon so yes. i love that reference yes that's exactly <laughs> it and women get it they're just like yep let's go we're going into the metaverse like it's yeah. just it's so cool and i'm i'm just really excited to see that because we're just at the beginning and it, it's just going to blow up in an, an incredible way and i can't wait to either be a part of it and or just stand on the sidelines and be like let's go well, we will have to chat about that in part two, because it's something that I love and have really noticed and experienced like web one, web two, like I'm thinking like my high school, college days, you're getting online, you're first using social media. It felt so much like it was just comparison between you mm -hmm. and other women and, oh, you had to look more like her or like be more like this or that. And it was so much like more of this or less of that. And I feel like what I want to dive into next time is this concept of so many women just celebrating each other and being like, yes, that's, that's you. Like, don't be anything else. Like that's going to yeah. succeed. And it is so cool and refreshing. Yeah. I mean, kind of what we touched on before is like, I thought I was super weird, but turns out 
Like everybody's a little bit weird and I've found my people and like, no one, we don't want anyone to change. That's a really good observation too, where Facebook initially was literally rating people on their appearance. Yeah. Like that was the beginning of kind of web two. And here we are where we're like, you know, you want to do, I don't know, like weird. Oh, I saw, I saw, I wish I could remember the name of the project, but there was a, a a project that's called like unsolicited hot dogs or something along that line. <laughs> and it's basically it. using like stories that women have gotten unsolicited explicit imagery and making it anonymous and using that as an NFT project to make it different kinds of hot dogs. And I'm like, that's oh hilarious. God. Like, it's just like, yeah. whatever, whatever your weird is, I'm here for it. Let's go. The possibilities are endless. Well, Sarah, if people want to follow your weird and join the tribe, <laughs> where, where where should they go for both you and for Stoner Cats? Yeah, so you can follow my weird on Twitter <laughs> um, at Sarah So Sweetly uh, on all the social things, but uh, mostly I live in Twitter now. That is where the NFT lives, uh, and also at Stoner Cats TV on Twitter. And you can also go to stonercats.com, get a little bit of imagery of, of the show, some teasers, who the cast is. Uh, and you know, through there, you can join our discord and, and get in and, and join our cat anon weirdness as well. I love it. And we will link all of those in the show notes and just wait because hashtag follow my weird is going to be a thing. Oh, so. Yes. You heard it here first, guys. You heard yes. it here first. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Carly. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things. And definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode. <laughs>